Thank you very much. Our next theme of questions is around party unity and discipline. There's lots of questions about division in this leadership race too, something that you've touched on already. Let's take this question from Andy in Brighton, who says, given that we should be attacking the Tories and not each other, why do you think some Labour MPs are so comfortable attacking the current leader? Starting with Lisa, please. Well, look, I've never liked the red-on-red red war that we've seen, not just in the last four years, but actually we've seen in this party over decades. I think the only people it helps is the Tories, and I've always tried to pull together as a team. And when we started this contest, I spoke to the other candidates, and, and this is not me making a point about me, they were more than willing and receptive to have a chat and to see how together we could model this differently. And I hope that what you've seen over the course of this campaign is three people who are determined to do this differently so that the next leader of the Labour Party comes out strengthened by this process and in the best possible position to take the fight to the Tories. But let me say this too, is that I left the Shadow Cabinet because there was a factional war being waged on the backbenches and there was a factional war being waged from the Leader's Office. I will not accept that. And the Labour Party that I lead will do this differently. Great reforming Labour governments have always been led, not by individuals, but by broad, strong teams that come from every tradition in our party. That is the way we, that we win, and that is the Labour Party that I believe in. Thank you. Becky. We can't go through another four years like we've just been through. It's as simple as that. And I honestly believe... In 2017, we'd have won that general election if we'd have been a united party. Because when the public see Labour members on the media smearing and briefing against each other, when they see Labour members fighting against each other, on the one hand some being called a cult and the other hand the others being called Tories, it makes them lose faith in our ability to deliver as a government because disunited parties don't win. Now, we are a broad church. We've always had groups in the party pushing different policy agendas, and that's a good thing. It shows how diverse we are and how capable we are of appealing to every single person here in the United Kingdom. But whoever the leader is after this election campaign, we all get behind them. We don't have our fights in public. We do it behind closed doors, and we remember who the real enemy is. It's the Conservative Party. Thank you. So there's a follow-up question here in 30... Shall I, shall I answer? I'm oh, so sorry. <laughs> it was all going so well. Here's Dharma. <laughs> sorry, bud. Uh, look, there's an, an old, old saying, isn't it, that divided parties don't win elections. And it's an old saying because it's true. So we've got to unite as a party. We're 580,000 members. We should celebrate that. We're the biggest political party in Europe. What strength... And, compassion, uh, and passion we have as a party. We've got to stop asking the question, which bit of the party are you from, and start asking the question, what are you saying? I think and I hope that the way the three of us have modelled this leadership contest bodes really well for the future, because we haven't been up here taking lumps out of each other. We've been putting, putting forward a constructive case. Uh, and that's the campaign I've tried to run as well, a positive, constructive campaign. Uh, and I too, whoever wins this, the three of us are here before you, it's your decision. Whoever wins this, I will get 100% behind and support in whatever they want to do, taking our party forward. Thank you very much. Let's talk about loyalty. Loyalty doesn't always apply to just 
being loyal to the party or to yourself or a small group of people. It's about being loyal to the policies that you pursue or wish to pursue. It's about being loyal to your membership who go out there in wind and rain, sleet and snow and help you get elected as an MP. It's also about loyalty to those people that even don't even vote for you. I know that's strange, but you do owe a loyalty to those people even if they don't see you as their chosen political party. And that sort of brings brings things into focus, really, that how do you bring, bring along people who are not normally your your pool of voters, shall we say, your cohort of, of voters. But in this leadership campaign, we, we're really talking about loyalty to the party. And there's only one person in the leadership campaign that was loyal to the membership, to the party, to the constituents, and that is Rebecca Lombaley. Both Lisa Nandy and Keir Starmer both weren't loyal to the party, or to the membership, or the electorate, they have cases to answer to for that. In the case of Lisa Nandy, Lisa Nandy was part of the coup attempt in 2016. In fact, Jeremy wanted Lisa Nandy and part of the environment portfolio, and she refused. And what did she do? She went straight onto the back benches saying how rubbish he was and how... She can't vote for him and this, that and the other. And then spent all her time rubbishing the party and rubbishing the leadership of the party in the mainstream media. It's no wonder she's so so uh, happy to see Andrew O'Neill and comfortable in his presence because she's spent a lot of time on his show, trashing the Labour Party. And for Lisa to come out the other, the other day on the BBC interview and saying, oh, she believes in party unity... And she's blaming the party unity, this unity on Jeremy Corbyn and John McDonnell and those on the left of the party. It's quite scandalous. And I think that has really cooked her goose as far as I think the membership is concerned now. Because once you try to rewrite history, it doesn't look good. I'd have more respect for her if she held her hands up and said, yes, this is what I did, you know, take it or leave it. I'd have more respect for, for doing that, but trying to rewrite history, it's not a good look, Lisa. And um, and when we come to Keir Starmer, well, Keir, what did he do? You know, he's supposed to be a free thinker, you know, he's supposed to be an intellectual or someone with gravitas. So what happened with the 2016 coup? Oh, everybody else was leaving, so I decided to go as well. That doesn't show you independent thought by Keir Starmer, does it? It shows he follows the, follows the crowd. It follows all the other sheep in the party who are left and try to bring down a de- democratically elected leader of the Labour Party. So we look at Keir and we say, well, and I've said this before, what does he stand for? He, he's plotted against the leader of the, of the Labour Party with the Brexit debacle. Every, and he's supposed to be an intelligent person. And what did he do? They went all out remain in the last election. And we lost over 50 seats 
in constituencies, constituencies that voted overwhelmingly to leave. And this man's supposed to be got the political nous to lead a party. I'm sorry, but he, he's not showing himself up to be competent. He may look competent in a, in a court of law where it's comfortable, but this is, this is politics. This is a rough and tumble of politics. And I'm afraid he's shown disloyal to the, to the party, to the membership, and to the electorate. And I, I understand there's quite a lot of CLPs that I've proposed Keir as a leader of the party, my own. CLP has done so. But I just feel that both Keir and Lisa, if you just look at it as loyalty to the party, they fail spectacularly. And if we're looking for someone who will engage and enthuse the membership and you know bring about really good policies that everyone can believe in there's only one person there and so for loyalty if you believe in loyalty and i've been loyal to every single leader of the party since i was able to vote no matter who they were rebecca long bailey is the only choice because she was loyal to the leader she was loyal to the party she was loyal to the, her constituents and above all, she was loyal to the electorate as a whole. And I think that's, that stands for something. And I'm sure there's some, many people who out there who will just vote Keir Starmer because they're centre-of-the-road members and they just want, they feel that a centrist approach is the right approach. Well, I'm sorry, but there's, there's no centrist party at the moment that's winning elections. So if you think you're going to win an election being the centre ground, forget it. Keir Starmer will end up being our John Major. And there'll be people out there saying, well, John Major won an election. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't decisive. Tony Blair won the next election. And I don't think that if Keir ever becomes the leader of the party and if he actually wins an election, it'll be more like a centrist, Australia-like government than a party which we have now, which has been turned around by Jeremy to be an anti-austerity party that believes in social policies for everyone. Whether you vote for us or not, you will always be better under a Labour government than a Conservative government, as we're finding out today with the part-time Prime Minister we have in Boris Johnson. So if you want a party which has got radical policies that will make a huge difference to people on the bottom end of the on the rung of the ladder as opposed to the one percent or five percent that we're so enamored with prior to jeremy becoming leader of the party your only choice is rebecca long bailey thanks a lot see you later